This is a HeadGum Podcast. All right, we are back. It is buckets. The regular season is over, which means the irregular season is about to start. Let's talk about it with Billy Scafuri. You're getting bucket buckets. Did you have that one planned? Irregular? Irregular season? Yeah. Um, I'll say no. Pretty good. Pretty good. If I did have it planned, it was me who planned it. So it's impressive okay. nonetheless because I came up with yeah. it either way. Right. For like the first 10 seconds of the show, I'm always just like the viewer. I don't know what you're going to say. Anything is possible. And that was applause worthy, to put it mildly. Whoa. All right. Good start. Good start. Uh, would you say this regular season was an irregular season or was it a pretty regular season? I wanted to listen back to our first episode of the season to see what our projections were. I do remember the like whispers of is Russ the right fit from a Lakers standpoint. Um, yeah. Didn't get around to listening to that first episode, but that's okay. I would say most expectations were met. Yeah, it turns out the nerds were right about the whole him not fitting well next to LeBron. I really <laughs> wanted the nerds to be wrong because, you know, it's it's kind of cool to be like, yeah, basketball's not played on paper. You can't fucking do analytics, you dork. Like, nope, nope. Russ is, I'm pushing LeBron back already. Figure it out. I'm pushing yeah. back already. This is selective nerd syndrome. Yeah. You're, pick- you're picking and choosing the nerds that make you feel better and smarter about yourself. That's not fair. <laughs> well, I wanted to prove them wrong, but unfortunately... They were right, is what I'm trying to say. The nerds right. were correct in this instance. So, Amir, I have a little uh, thing out the gate. So, oh. it is right. It is between uh, the regular season and the play-in right now. Um, Ooh. But there are three headlines that I think are the, pre- the peak headlines right now from when we're recording. Can you wow. guess the three NBA headlines that are circulating in the most interesting right now? Okay, this is good. Um well, Laker exit interviews are kind of taking over my soul slash Twitter timeline. So that's got to be one of them, right? Like, one is like, No Vogel, a.k.a. Yeah. Nogel. Yes, Nogel is out. Or Frank no. Vogel is out. He's the fall guy. Lakers fired him last night slash this morning, depending on if you read the Woj tweet or not. Yes, and I just want to be clear that we'll probably get into each of these in more detail in the episode. But I just okay. was curious. So we don't have to cover Vogel and that whole uh, mess right now. But you did okay. get one of three. What are the other two? The two uh, headlines stealing NBA Twitter right now. Luca's injury? Correct. Yeah. Two for three. That's a big one. Shouldn't have been playing in the last game. Did and now might miss significant time in the playoffs. Not ideal. Not nope. ideal. The third headline third. going into the playoffs. Uh, it's it, interesting. It's interesting. Is it the Nets in the play-in? It is not. It is specific. It is a specific player in a specific situation. Whoa, Ben Simmons not playing? No, but Ben Simmons' former teammate. Oh, okay. So um, Kyrie Irving. It's something? right. Nope, he's his current teammate. Oh, this is this right. is right in front of you. And when you when you hear it, you're going to say, "Of course, of course." Um, well, you haven't heard it yet. T- Joel Embiid not winning the MVP. Matisse Thybul is not allowed to play in Toronto. Right, that guy. I didn't realize that was such a big deal, but it's true. Yeah, he he uh, refuses to get vaccinated. So. It's a particularly big deal because Ben Simmons <laughs> last year was their best defensive player. They yeah. traded Ben Simmons for a player who doesn't play defense, and right. now their best defensive player, arguably a defensive player of the year candidate, can't play in away games in Toronto. So now it's Embiid against the world Not when ideal. it comes to defense. Not, Not ideal. ideal. Okay. So those are the three headlines that I think have just been kind of like going across my timeline. Below. Okay. Those are good. Those are three big ones for Mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. Um, We can also, you're talking about what we were thinking at the top of the season. I mean, what better time is it to uh, 
he, like hear how we did on our over-under draft. It's it's a tradition unlike any other. Unlike the Masters, it's unlike any other. Um, I think it launched buckets, basically. Like this idea of a draft where you choose how teams will perform against Vegas's expectations. And I think it predated buckets. Weren't you doing this with buddies even before me? Maybe that's what it was. It was, yeah, like the first one was even pre-Buckets and Mm -hmm. Zeus had won. And then we're like, oh, when Buckets started, let's do this as a podcast episode. It's good content. Invited everybody back. Yeah, great content. Solid tradition. I can't believe this is like year three or four already. Mm -hmm. And this year could have been a little better, if I'm being honest. For you. For me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're going to dial into now Billy, the competitor and the contestant in the game. That's right. And we did well, but we could have done a little better. We usually do bad, negative. We our picks are worse than average. Can you actually? Can you be like a little more specific? Because I'm curious. Like, are are there usually a few teams that are 15, 20 games over what they picked, or what is the usual kind of result? Teams are like me and you, like owners choosing six teams, Mm -hmm. and then. But at the end of the season, what? How did it? Like even last year, for example, like were there multiple teams that had like plus twelve, plus fifteen? When all no. of their games were in, yeah, I think half the half of the owners, like three of the six or seven people, are in the net positive. Half mm-hmm. are in the net negative, and okay. then the winner is somewhere in the thirty to forty games above expectations. Got it. So I'm going to fast forward a little bit and get to the yep. point where there was three people who I know well, me, you, and Zeus, who all finished with plus over twenty games. So this was an anomaly. Three of us did great. Three of us did three great. Three of us did great. And, and three the of them are ever, two of I think, us. me and you. Yes. We we usually finish either last or second to last. Right. Uh, <laughs> That's right. We dominated. Not quite one. Zeus ended up winning, unfortunately, for me and you. But we mm-hmm. were two of the three people that were in the black. We Our total aggregate picks were um, better than what Vegas had predicted. And the way that I would, in Cliff's Notes form, describe my season, I picked some of the best teams and I picked two of the worst teams in terms of against their over-under projections. I had Cleveland, who finished like plus 20, which was absurd. But as Cleveland's you, over-under was 26 and a half. They were your first pick and they won 44 games. That's, all, that's correct. I also picked Brooklyn, who had like a 56 and a half or something over-under. They played like 30 games without Durant, 50 without Kyrie, and they I were probably under. Yeah, right. and they won 44 games. So mm-hmm. right off the bat, you're up 17 and a half and then another 12 and a half. Yeah, and oh. I can go into like every other pick that I made outside of two picks. And they all finished like plus over, like better than expected, five and a half to call it even like eight, nine and a half. But there yeah. were two teams, Amir, that I chose that were the kiss of death. You had two kiss of death. And what didn't make it worse is that Zeus chose the opposite of those kisses of death. So you have the There were Memphis two kisses. Grizzlies. Yes, two kisses. Memphis Grizzlies under. That was 14 and a half games wrong. Yes. <laughs> and Zeus had Memphis over, so that's a 29-game difference between the two of you. Good math. And then oh, I also had... crazy. That's then, okay. Uh, <laughs> we'll power through. Then this, you also had the Suns under where your last pick. And Zeus had the Suns over. So clearly your dog is a huge Zeus fan. Right huge. Now. He huge. loves him. He loves him. He loves the gardener and he loves Zeus. Uh, the crowd is going crazy on <laughs> Zeus's win. And this is Zeus's second over-under win. And he finished with something absurd, like 40 plus 40 something? 39 games over, yeah, the expectations. His only bad pick was Miami's under. Everything else seems to have netted him positive results. He had Washington's over that hit, Spurs over that hit, Rockets under, mm. Suns over, Grizzlies over. Those OKC two. Those under. are the two. It yeah, was those but, two but those teams two. determined our entire league. 
this year. Do you know what the best pick of the draft was? It wasn't Cleveland. They probably, when Jared Allen went out, uh, they probably slowed down. The best right. pick, was it Was it Memphis? Memphis over? It was Marty Michael special, the Lakers under. Oh, and we're going to hear about that for a while. <laughs> so the Lakers won 33 games. Their over-under was projected to be 51 and a half. Mm, mm. And it wasn't like there was a spell where they were really bad. It was kind of like win one, lose three. Win one, lose three. It was, yeah, they were like sort of treading around 500 for the first half of the season. Then LeBron and AD took turns getting hurt and it just went south from there. Right. So congrats to Zeus. You can hear it in my voice. I'm a little less happy in this moment, but I'll power through. Well, you finished second, which means you don't have to pay Zeus. So that's pretty good. Okay. So didn't have to pay, but I still got to play. Yeah, it's a free season. That's a win for you. <laughs> that was plenty of free texts. I was in a text thread with everyone in this game, and it was just free sailing. I'm fine with that. Fine. I finished third, three games behind you at 26 over. You were 29 over. Zeus was 39 over. Everyone else was under. The leftovers, the four leftover teams did pretty good, actually. Atlanta under, nobody wanted. That hit. Uh, Denver under, barely, barely Got yes, hot their late. Projected was yep. forty seven and a half, yep. and they won forty eight. Yep. Pelicans, that was a big one. Pelicans over. Um, a monster second trash half. Exactly. And then they took off. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh wait, and we should shout out the person who said who sent yes. this uh, tracking this um, during the season. This guy was able to show pro- over under projections based on how the teams were doing, and to see it would help us track how how our teams were doing, and who was in the lead, quote-unquote. Yeah, do you have that name handy? Because that person should know that they existed in our friend group in a very serious way. Their work, they created that tracking data, and that really, we were referencing that. And when I say we, I can only really speak on my behalf. (laughs) But we were referencing that often to see it. Because at one point, like with 15 games to go, I was right on Zeus's ass. I'll tweet it. I'll tweet it out. But it was John Iyer, E-Y-R-E. Yeah, keep it up. Yep, that uh, that program was Iyer. Yeah, <laughs> absolute fire. Hot, hot, ire. hot Iyer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so thanks, John, for doing that. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, and thanks to Zeus for taking all our money. Mm. Shout out. Not mine. Uh, just because it's at the top of my mind, mm. uh, right before we get into this play and such playoffs, we might as well say that... Um, Every Laker is talking to the media at the same time today. Yeah, as they're firing their coach. So this yeah. is like this is kind of Christmas morning for Laker haters. That's right. That's right. And I want to just give the buckets listeners like some insurance right now that it is my job to not yeah. let this podcast that will cover upcoming games and upcoming teams that are still in, playing in the NBA. I will not let this become a Lakers podcast. So Amir, I don't. You're not technically on the clock, but I'm going to give yeah. you five minutes to tell yeah. me how you're feeling <laughs> about everything that's been going on. In Laker Nation. I mean, it's funny because it all started with maybe the best Laker game of the year, quote unquote, which was this weird Austin Reeves going ham in Denver, down 10 with a minute left, miracle comeback, forcing overtime that nobody wanted to play, turned into this triple double. Right. Everything was like a fun little, a Mac McClung dunked it at the buzzer. I'm like, okay, for a shitty season. Real game 82 vibes. Totally. Obi Toppin had 42 at nine in game exactly. 82. <laughs> exactly. 82 <laughs> game special. Yes. Very fun. It was like a weird coda to the end of the season. As soon as the game end, Woj tweets that Frank Vogel has been fired. The time he comes out and it's like, they didn't tell me shit. Everything. Whack. The, Whack. 
whack. the wheels start coming off. Everyone's mad at Woj. Everyone's mad at Palinka for telling Woj. Why are the Lakers Google. so bad at just, like, getting rid of people? Like, just a few years ago, Magic Johnson, in a really weird <laughs> moment in the hall, just gave this really weird, like, nuh face, mm-hmm. and then he was gone. Why do well, you guys was... do things so weird? I think that that one was literally magic. Like he didn't tell anybody, and he's like, "Hey guys, huddle up. Um, I'm leaving. I'm quitting. I haven't told anybody." So that that was, was at least explicable because magic is kind of a crazy person right now, and yet so inexplicable. <laughs> yes, that it came out of nowhere, but at least I can explain it. Fine. Vogel, uh, in his press conference, some random reporter says, "Hey, you've been fired. Have you found out yet?" And like 15 seconds later, he just gets up and leaves. <laughs> That's how his tenure in Los Angeles ends. That's right. And he's like, I don't know. I haven't been told anything. This morning, I guess they made it official. They fired him. They're doing exit interviews. They're asking the players what they thought of Frank. Some players like Frank. Russell Westbrook didn't have glowing things to say about Frank Vogel. Was a little offended, wondering why he didn't get along with Frank Vogel. I just listened to the clip that you're referencing. And it opened with Russell Westbrook explaining that when he came to the Lakers, it was on Frank Vogel's anniversary with his wife that he sent a bottle of champagne to them on their anniversary. And then the next sentence, he just said, so I don't know why he didn't like me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like, gave him wine. I feel I like he there's... like that I would, didn't play defense. There might be more than just giving someone a bottle of wine to earn minutes and respect. That's just he me. He probably liked Russ as a man, as a person, and didn't like him as a player, which makes sense. Vogel is, you know, defense forward. Russ is defense very backwards. They didn't get along in that regard. These are two people who all, it seems like every every Laker fan is ready to just say, we need to get rid of you. One got rid of first, and now the other one is able to talk shit because they still get a microphone right now. Yeah, it's unfortunate that one of them is making $50 million next year, guaranteed. Mm. And the other one can just be fired pretty easily. So, Despite winning a championship. A season, a year and a half ago. That's right. <laughs> right. I, but I think nobody's like blaming Frank Vogel's going off, like riding off into the sunset just fine right now. Yeah, people, he wanted people it. Think, you got to assume. People think that this is not his fault. They think, okay, at least he's a championship coach with a, the correct roster. Mm-hmm. He's leaving the Lakers better than when he arrived, I think. All right, so I'm going to commit to the promise I made to the Buckets listeners. This is the yep. last question I'm going to give you on the Lakers, and then we'll move okay. on to other things. I don't want to talk about it that much either, so this is good for me too. There's no way you definitely would absolutely want to talk about this for an hour. Okay, let's talk about it more. Okay, no, just one final question. Okay. What is the realistic, we have to assume that LeBron and AD are coming back. So then what is your best guess at what happens with the Russ experiment? In uh, Laker Optimist in me is like some team will take on Russ's contract if we staple THT and a few draft picks to him uh, and then we can get somebody back. You know, all these rumors are like, you know, maybe Indiana doesn't want to play, pay Brogdon for another three years. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Knicks don't want to pay Randall for another th- four mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. Maybe the the Hornets want to get off of Hayward's contract. Mm-hmm. So they'll swallow Russ for a year because we're giving them THT as well. Okay. Uh, they sent us back a useful player. Right. And then we, you know, maybe Kendrick Nunn can actually play basketball. Maybe Malik Monk wants to run it back. Stanley Johnson wants to come back, and then we fill out the roster with younger, more defense-forward, useful players in the KCP, Kuzma, Rondo sphere, Mm -hmm. and we're, you know, roughly as good as we were in the bubble. Okay, I'm just going to add a coda question to that, and then I promise now I'm the guy who keeps this Laker conversation going. But do you expect— This is the common theme of all 
basketball podcast. Like, we have to stop talking about the Lakers. Anyway, another thing that happened. Oh, we are totally those <laughs> gossipy teenage kids right now. But I do. Does LeBron get better next year? Is there room for LeBron to get better next year? Or is depreciation inevitable? I think he's getting worse at something. So, like, mm. you know, he's getting banged up more. He's getting injured more. Right. He needs to rest more. Right. Uh but his shooting is getting better. So, like, he's making up for it by becoming kind of like an older Carl Malone figure where it's like, I don't have to bang in the post all day. I can hit a 20-footer when necessary. Just tough to say Carl Malone followed by bang and hear yeah. what you're actually saying. <laughs> I mean, it's not ideal, but it's also his 20th year. And maybe with AD, he doesn't have to be the best player in the NBA. He can Feel still you. be the 10th best player, and it's good Feel enough. you. Okay, so we have a few things on the agenda today, I believe. Uh, one is trying to talk through at least the play-in games to give our mm-hmm. best predictions. Yeah. Um, I also lofted out to the Twitter uh, Twitter sphere about if they have any bold predictions, and I want to run a couple past you that were sent our way to see I if like it. we agree or disagree, if it's plausible, if it's implausible. I like it. So I think that's kind of the roadmap for today's okay. episode, correct? Okay. I Should like we talk it. with our opinions, at least, on the play-in tournament? And I don't know if you want to go beyond, but at least there. Uh, okay, I'm a fan of the playing tournament. I'm glad it's here. I'm glad it exists. Agreed. Uh, One and done. It has that like spirit of March Madness for a second where it's like, you better win. It's fun. It's very fun. And we have some real star power. And I will say that everybody that was rooting for the Lakers to fail, your punishment is that you have to watch the Spurs-Pelicans game. This is what you signed up for. <laughs> you wanted this, right? All right. The Lakers are out. Here, I picked here the wrong the time. To... Murray versus CJ McCollum. You guys I got the wrong time to take a sip. It. I was yeah. taking a sip of my drink, and you made me laugh. That you have is to a, watch that game. You have of the to watch four, the game. of the four, that is in fourth position. Correct. Yes. Of yes. Course. Yes. But this is what this is what everyone wanted. They wanted but, the Lakers to miss the plan. But the joy of these rounds, these playing rounds, is hey, here are teams that you never watched on League Pass. You would always watch someone else, but they're one of the four games happening. So now you have to see how the hell they even made it this far. Sure. Let's and let's watch it. Let's watch it together. I mean, I'll watch the game. Why not? So let's start there, since you just called it out. I mean. The Spurs, to me, are a tough team to be like, for guys like you and I who are, we watch the game religiously, but it's hard to talk X's and O's with every single player. It's hard for me to be like, this is why Kendall Johnson is going yes, to, and Devin Vassell exactly. are going yeah. to take you to the next round. So for this game, it's real just gut and instinct and headlines that I've read. <laughs> right. And I just assume the home team will win. I mean, the Spurs are 34 and 48. They have no... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That makes the Lakers situation sound so much worse. One game worse than that. Yeah, they were one game worse than that. Uh, okay, so yeah, sure. The fucking Pelican. It doesn't. I don't think either of those teams are beating the loser of the Clippers Minnesota team. But I do game. think. But before we even get to that game, I do want to say that the Pelicans started three and nineteen and are now in this game. So there is some sort of major trending up energy happening here. That's right. They're the hottest team of these four. They were the type of team that when they would play the Lakers, you'd be like, oh, this is the exact matchup that the Lakers have no chance in. And we're talking about the Pelicans without Zion Williamson. You know, it's like yes. this is so they've done something right over the second half of the season. So there's that. I mean, Ingram is great. McCollum is great. And their young players are awesome, too. And one other thing about the Pelicans in our last episode we recorded a month ago, you said that the uh, stadium is humid and yep. the lights went out that night. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That was another exciting part for us specifically. The Smoothie mm. King Center ran out of light. Yes. The fluorescent dimness of the stadium completely gave out entirely. They lost power. Hopefully that doesn't happen during these playing games. Sweat. Sweat. Sweat equity, yeah. So, so we're uh, guessing it's the Pelicans. 
I assume, yes, the Pelicans are coming out of that game, and they're playing the loser of Clippers, Minnesota. I have to root against the Clippers just because it's in my nature, mm. but I also think Minnesota at home is a very, very tough beat. They are definitely one of the more surprising teams because, and not because, like, oh, they've won so many more games than before. Somehow they made Cat have swagger. That you dude is. It's AI. It's uh, Anthony Edwards. I think it's Pat Beverly. No. I think he came in there and is like chirping in his shoulder, and now Cat has a little Pat Beverly in him because mm. Edwards was there last year. Mm. I think Didn't Anthony. Rub off on him. That's interesting. So I think it's Anthony Edwards who is so inherently cool <laughs> that he's just by osmosis being cool because he's now around him. Like, yes, he has. But he, you're right, though. He does have that like dog in him like Pat Biff. Maybe it's the two of them. It's that like swag plus toughness or yeah. at least like performative toughness. That, uh, I, I don't want to root for Pat Bev, but like I'm now that he's playing against the Clipper, like I really don't know who I want to win that game because I really don't like Pat Beverly and I really don't like the Clippers. And mm. so one of them is going to win. I want Minnesota to come out of that one. Yeah, because then they'll play Memphis, and that's a fun series. That is like, if we get Anthony Edwards versus Ja Morant for that's seven cool. or whatever, I mean, that is just the future of the NBA. That's so fun. That's right. Right. Uh, and then the Clippers would play the loser. And I would love, love, love to see the Clippers. I guess once you're the eighth seed, mm. how many games are you actually beating against the taking the Suns? I mean, the Suns are so legit. We could get to them <laughs> if we want. But they are they are going to beat everybody all the They're time. A They're right. a buzzsaw. Like, you can bring back Paul George 10 days before the playoffs. Cool. Yeah. Like, you're yeah. not, that's not enough. The Suns have no weaknesses. They're yeah. a, a well-oiled machine. And just personal bias, I went to a game recently, a Clippers game recently, and they got steamrolled by the 76ers. And it was one of those games where it was like, oh, I've seen you at your worst, and now I will <laughs> always see you as this. So I like, can't even imagine how they made it in the playoffs in the first place. You also went to a Clippers-Knicks game, and the Clippers got waxed there as well. So if I never went to that other <laughs> game, I would have the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals, no doubt. But I saw oh, another what? game where they were bad. That was without Paul George and without Norman Powell. So Correct. They now. Correct. That is fair. Uh, and then going east, everyone just assumes the Nets will make it uh, instantly from the play into the playoffs and beat the Cavs and become the seven seed. That's why people were tripping over themselves to avoid the two seed in the east. I don't want to spoil anything. I think the Nets are going to win the NBA championship this year. <laughs> I mean, that is I was thinking league. about it today. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what are you, an idiot, Billy? That's definitely like, half, like, part. everybody has an angel and a devil with the Nets. And some people are like, listen, they have Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. They're fine. They'll win the championship. Sure. And that's one element. But what I was really thinking about was, okay, when James Harden makes a choice, it's usually awful for James Harden. Like, that's it right. rarely, like, ever works out where he made the right choice. Right. And can't you just imagine... After the NBA Finals, the interview with Kevin Durant and Kyrie talking about, hey, do you think that things changed when James left the team? Yeah. And it's just, it's so inevitable, those headlines of Harden made another horrible choice and the team exploded. I would love that. We all I would. We all would. Think, I don't think it's going to happen, unfortunately. Right. I do. I, I'm rooting for the Nets just because I think it's a funny story that mm -hmm. like these two guys who nobody really likes didn't kind of like submarine the rest of their squad and it mm -hmm. worked out and they won a championship anyway. It's kind of like a, a rich man's Lakers version. Sure. Uh, 
but I think the Nets are playing as hard as they possibly can, and they're True. barely beating bad teams. That's fair. It's not like they have another gear in the playoffs where, like, Durant's already playing 43 minutes a game, going yeah. for, like, 50 points every game, and they're barely beating teams that are, like, kind of trying to lose. Yeah, and didn't he play, like, that 48-minute game last playoffs where it was, like, yes. the greatest basketball game of all time? Yes. So, and like... And they then still you still ended up losing to the Bucks. Yeah. I will say that if they just to buy insurance on my take that the Nets are going to win it all, yeah. one way they won't win it all is if they lose to Cleveland and they suddenly have to play either Atlanta or Charlotte, <laughs> those two run a lot. They don't play defense, so that's gonna feed into Boston scoring like 120, but they could score 130 or 40 easily on Both? the Nets. So you gotta yes. win that first round. I think them not making the playoffs is more likely than them winning the championship. Really? That's yeah. interesting. Because it's two games with younger teams that can run them out of the gym. Like, <laughs> these are not good matchups for Blake Griffin, LaMarcus Aldridge, Kevin Durant. Like, they don't want to be playing LaMelo Ball, Miles right. Bridges, right. Any, like, at all, anywhere. And their starting center is Andre Drummond? Yeah. Nick Claxton? Yes. Nick Claxton. Whoever it is, you're saying it up in this this range. It's not great. It's <laughs> not great. Yeah, especially against like a Cavs team. Although Jared Allen is not playing, I guess. No, but, he's not. And that's been the death of the Cavs. That's essentially yeah. been the death of the Cavs. They, no Rubio, I mean, no Allen. And then Mobley was gone for a little bit too. And they've like forced to like put Larry Markinen in and like make Mobley the big guy. And it's just like, ah, Larry Markinen versus Kevin Durant. Who do I have in that matchup? Hmm. Sometimes the season's a little bit too long for some teams, and like the Cavs and the Bulls are like, well said. If, if the if the championship was in February, those teams would be in great shape. Right now, they're like stumbling towards the finish line, and it well might said. not end well for either of those teams. Well said. Uh, and then the last playing game, Hornets Hawks. Who doesn't want to watch that? That's to a me fun that, little th- fucking game. This has to be the most like league pass. Like I gotta watch this game. Game correct. That's gonna be really fun. No defense. Both of these teams are like 22nd and 26th in the league in defense, and they both just score forever. So it's Over just... under 237. So they're mm-hmm. expecting a 120 to 116 style game. And you know what's going to happen. It's going to be like 98, 94, because we forget <laughs> that playoff basketball has to slow down. <laughs> yeah, because they can't hit. Although maybe the play-in... There's playoff basketball and play-in basketball. Maybe those are two different things. That's interesting. That'll be interesting after like a few years of the play-in when there's that data to show like if if teams that made it through the play-in like substantially change their defensive schemes and like outputs in the playoffs. I mean, LaMelo versus Trey is going to be fun to watch. Even yeah. For one game. I do think that it's great that so much of the future of the NBA is in the playoffs this year. Oh, you know, right. like, like some of the, like the young stars the young players are in. Yeah. I mean, like the Anthony Edwards of the world, the John Morant, who's like a two seed or whatever he is now. Like we're really getting the future stars getting some success, which is so crucial to making them household names. That's right. And hopefully Luke is one of them because he was playing for no reason in the last game against the Spurs and hurt his calf, which is and, not great. And am I wrong in saying that he got a 16th technical foul in the game before and he may have um, disputed it, which allowed him to play yeah. in that game, which they allowed him to it. blow out rescinded? his calf? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a rescinded technical. <laughs> Be careful what you ask for, I guess. <laughs> yeah, they asked a review and it ended up biting them in the ass. You might just lose your leg. Uh, okay, so we assume it'll probably be Clippers and T-Wolves, Nets and either Cavs or like whoever comes out of that Hornets Hawks mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you have any strong feelings either way? I would really like to see Minnesota um, get in and like just get hot. I, I, I and if and if they don't, I'm excited to watch them. 
period. There is some, yeah. there's like, there's something to be said for just like the watchability of some of these teams, you know, yeah. where it's just like they, they provide a good game. Yeah, it's also new. Like, we can only watch Jazz Clippers for, like, so many years. Like, Tough. give us some new teams. It's totally. exciting. Totally. It's exciting to see Cat versus John Moran in the playoffs and see what happens. Yeah. Do you have any sort of predictions of who the 7 and 8s are out of both conferences? I want to say the Lakers, but... You want to. They, they didn't make the play-in, so I don't see how they would wiggle their way right. into this tournament. Yeah, yeah. I want to say the Knicks, too, and I'm kind of in the same boat. Don't really see like, the reality. Yeah. Right. Where's the path there? I don't know. I kind of have to crunch more numbers, so let's put so that I aside. Guess, I guess I'll say Minnesota. And Clippers? And, yeah. Yeah, probably. Although, can the Pelicans beat the Clippers yes. in L.A.? Yes. Yes, they, they can. Yes, okay. they can. Yes, okay. they can. That's fun. That's yep. good. Okay. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's go to that playing game. It's okay. down the street from us. Sounds great. We'll fucking wear Brandon Ingram jerseys. <laughs> Let's go. Lakers. Be the biggest Pelicans fan there. <laughs> Lakers, Ingram jerseys, sure. Yes. Okay. And out, for the Pelicans. and out of the East, obviously, we're assuming Brooklyn and... Atlanta? Atlanta's yeah. It's pretty hot right now. It's Atlanta Dream's or Charlotte. Charlotte, too, man. I would. Pre- who would you prefer, rather than projecting, who would you prefer to see come out of the East? Yeah, the eighth seed would play Miami in a best of seven. Give me Charlotte. Yeah, why not? Give me Charlotte. Yeah. yeah, just that like bruising, fun. like half court style of the Heat against just Lamelo, and we've all seen it. But that one play where Lamelo caught the ball into a spin move, then looked three different ways, and kind of like no look, sh- like I don't even know how to describe the pass to the corner, and yeah. then so that was amazing. Air ball. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes cut you the did clip. Everything right. Cut yeah. the clip. You, Just we cut don't the have clip. To see the end result. That's right. What uh, about the through the legs midair off the backboard alley mm-hmm. bridges? That was cool. So let's give him a seven game series against the Heat. Did you see that stat that Trey Young led the NBA in points and assists this year? I did see it because you texted it to me. That's pretty insane, right? That's a really hard, like impressive thing to do. So he led the league in points. <laughs> Total points. Total points, but he didn't. But so he played more games than Embiid. That's what it That's must right. have been. Yes. Even but just he also that led the league in total assists. Yeah. So he just played. Did he play all eighty-two? <laughs> Maybe not. If not all, then he like only missed a couple games. But like to get more assists and then also while scoring more points, this seems like it a is super rare feat. And it is funny how like that like really enlightens the subjectivity of what we give like accolades to because like most cumulative points should be the scoring champion. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? But no, it's all about the average. <laughs> right. Obsessed with the mean. And it doesn't really. That was a choice that someone made at some point, and now that's what we celebrate. So today, right. Trey Young, you're not listening to this podcast, but if you were, we celebrate you. We'll give him his flowers, as they say. They do say that. What about uh, Trey Young as the next coach of the Lakers? Mm, I think he's on contract with the Hawks to play. Yeah. To play right. basketball against the I guess, Lakers. I guess we'll take Nick Nurse or something. Like, I'm starting to run out of ideas here. Well, good news is that you don't have to have any ideas because I made a promise to the Buckets listeners that this yeah. would not be a Lakers podcast. Right. But no, if I, I were you... Thinking out loud. Yeah. No, I know, I know. But if I were you, I would just move on, say not now. It's yeah. going to be okay. We'll think about it in July. Um, postseason. You're trying to go back Post, to the Lakers post-season. conversation. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah, offseason. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the offseason. So I posed out on Twitter, Amir, um, to a bunch of Buckets listeners if they had any bold predictions. Should we get into that (gasps) now or soon? Or what are you thinking? Yeah, yeah. Let's do both predictions now. Um, Okay. Yeah. 
I didn't know if there's some sort of break that needs to be taken or we can keep going. God, no. Yeah, let's just keep going. So if I pose, if I uh, read some of them to you, maybe we can use them as fodder to see if we agree, disagree, and if we're entertained by the ideas uh, posed by some of them. Cool? I like that. I like that. So this first one's a big fun joke, but I think it's a fun way to start. Jacob Hirschman uh, made a bold prediction. Campazzo throws down a dunk. That's really bold. Campazzo Jokic'd somebody yesterday. I don't know if you saw that. He He has that in him. He shoved... Wayne Ellington in the back. No. sort of becoming a new thing in the NBA. It Uh, was born by Patrick Beverly on Chris Paul last year. That's right. The shove in the back. Just a massive shove in the back. Two-hand shove. Right. Campazzo. Uh, I don't don't think he he can dunk. I don't think he can dunk. Okay. So that's just a goofy start. Um, Let's see if we can find. Let's see this. This comes from Ozamandia7. Clippers end up against the Suns. Kawhi comes back, but Suns win anyway. Do you think there's any reality in which Kawhi actually comes back, even if they make it to the Western Conference Finals? I don't. I don't know if there's any precedent towards a player who hasn't played a single minute in the regular season playing in the playoffs. I think it's too difficult to just like on-ramp somebody during the middle of a playoff series. It's almost easier to just assume he won't be there you'd think that there would be like enough headlines in the mix of like he's been playing three on three he's now taking on physical contact like we haven't heard any whispers of him actually playing team basketball correct Kawhi Leonard no right yeah no 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 okay so is it safe to assume between you and I that we don't think Kawhi Leonard plays a game against uh, it's a hot take but mm-hmm. ultimately like many hot takes is a wrong take <laughs> okay okay it's judge Amir wrong take judge Amir has spoken that's right this comes from Tyler. In parentheses, Bubble Suns 8-0. His bold prediction is Suns sweep their wow. way to the finals. Okay, so they would play the Clippers or the Pelicans in round one. Mm-hmm. Sweepish. That's a sweep-ish series mm-hmm. for them. Mm-hmm. In the second round, they'll play Dallas or Utah. And if Utah beats Dallas because of a Luka injury. Tough. That could be a sweep as well. Suns, could be. Utah, yeah. I assume for all these series, they'll go up 2-0, and it's all about that third game, that first game on the road that's the hard one. That's right. And they have the maniacal Chris Paul saying, win every game. Yep. He doesn't want to lose. And he understands the importance of sweeping. And rest. Um, Yeah, exactly. You want to win early and often so you can sort of chill in between rounds. That really goes a long way in the playoffs. Less travel. Okay. Uh, Um. In that last series, they'd have to sweep Memphis or the Warriors. That's when I'm starting to get a little skeptical. That's where the prediction, that's where Tyler's prediction becomes a bold prediction. Yes. Is that 12 wins in a row? Would that be 12 consecutive wins? I believe like the Bulls had one playoff run where they had one loss. I would be curious if there has been a clean sweep to the finals. So I know the answer to this. The Lakers did it. Um, (laughs) The Lakers did it the year... Iverson stepped over Ty Lue. Wow. We swept to the finals, and we lost that game, and then we won four in a row. You lost that first game, correct? That's right. Yeah, I was in New York at the time, and I was still a teenager, and all I knew was, oh, my God, Iverson might be the guy. And he won that first game, and we were in a bar, and we were 16 years old, and we were like, Iverson is that guy. (laughs) And then we all, for the rest of that series, were like, 
yeah, no, not exactly the guy. Lakers Great kind game. of thing. Nobody remembers <laughs> any other game from that entire playoffs. That one game where the Lakers lost will live in infamy. Right. The Lakers I mean, also yeah. swept their way to the finals one year and then got swept, which is kind of interesting. Against who? Wow. In 89, yeah. Wow. Okay, so there's my swept answer. Swept to the finals and then got swept. And I think the Warriors also either swept or had one loss on the way, like with one of those Durant teams. Okay, so it's not impossible. So while a bold take that's a sun sweep their way to the finals, it is not um, unprecedented. Yes, but very difficult, obviously. Okay. 8-0, though, that's that's in play. DeAndre 8-0. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's pretty good. <laughs> and that's been heard. Um, heard from the bubble, yeah. Let's move to the east side. The Eastern okay. Conference, um, this comes from Troll Train. The Celtics will be eliminated in the first round. They've been impossibly hot for the past few weeks months yeah i that would be bold and the laker fan in me would love to see it i don't think they could lose to any of those playing teams unfortunately brooklyn yeah maybe but i would love to see it obviously i'm rooting for the nets and rooting against the celtics but i would bet on if i had to bet money i would i would think the celtics would win they would win they're a better deeper team and better defensively i the read are so thin they're not good i read some tweet from bobby marks who's like espn's like actual genius and uh, like contract genius and stats genius and he said uh-huh. something to the effect of the celtics have won 21 games this season by 19 points or more like they had just like towards the back end of the season they had just started yeah. blowing teams out where by halftime yeah. it was just like your spines are shattered there's nothing yes. you can do against this team that's the and kind of speed you came need. Out of the blue, like I, exactly, happened. there wasn't like an injury or a player coming back or a trade that was made. It was just like we figured something out, and then well, we got Derek White, and that was really helpful. That was actually really helpful. But Jason Tatum, for like the second half of the season, has been like MVP quality. Like that yeah. dude is playing like Kobe. Rest in peace. Like he That's really right. is. He really yeah. genuinely is. He'd be a great future Laker as well. Well, sure, because <laughs> he already loves LA and. Um, be a good fit next to I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you walk this one out yeah (laughs) correct me if I'm wrong do you have a Tatum rookie card I do have a Tatum rookie card thanks for asking yes you have a Tatum rookie card you have a jaw rookie card yep bought those two at the height of the market so their value is still down (laughs) the long term that's a great hold play in 40 years 40 years what they'll be worth oh that's great that's great okay I think I might have found one of the most bold uh, predictions. Ooh, okay. I really this like really this one. Bold? I like this one because it's really specific and really like unexpected. What's it comes the from bold. It's it's a uh, the checks mix flavor. Bold, bold and like bold and zesty, or, bold and zesty, or something like that. <laughs> this one might be a zesty cereal. All right, this is the zesty. This is the this is the okay. official buckets bold and zesty tweet of the week. Wow. Okay, that's really cool. <laughs> Congratulations to Ultra Light Beard for your bold and zesty buckets tweet of the week. Okay. Siakam Finals MVP. Bold, really zesty, super zesty. It's very. Ze- I mean, the Raptors are very fun. Mm-hmm. They're very difficult to beat. They I have. They have that no vaccine clause. So they got they're- the no vaccine edge to mm-hmm. them because. Diable, who else can't play? Kyrie. Toronto. Kyrie. Kyrie. And then there might be a hidden other player or two. Depending oh, on there him. are. There are. Yep. The only reason we know about Tybal is because they got him in the first round. And also That's that right. like in game 80, he couldn't go there. But more will be revealed through the um, Toronto kind of lens. 
Bingo. Bingo. Siakam Finals MVP. So it's not just that Toronto will win the final, uh, will win the NBA championship. That doesn't even get explained. That doesn't need to be addressed in Ultra Light Beard's tweet. It's That's that assumed. Siakam was the reason why. And to me, not there's something believe. so great about that. Well, he's their best player. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if, if I necessarily... If, if the Raptors win the championship, it will be Siakam or Van Vliet, maybe. Scotty Barnes has something Barnes to say about that. OG yeah. Ananobi would like a word. Very good, very deep, very athletic. Long team, rangy, cagey, difficult to, difficult to score against. Do you think there's any chance in hell that they win the NBA Finals this year? Well, their first series is against the Sixers. Interesting. Without, without their best defender. Would you be that surprised if the Raptors won? Yeah, I would. You'd be surprised? Yeah, I think the only way the Raptors win is if... Because the Sixers just have those guys. They have the Tyrese Maxis. You know, they still... Even though they don't have Tybal, they still have so much firepower. I just yeah. don't, I can't imagine it. But... I, w- I wouldn't be that surprised just because Harden's not the Harden that we have grown up with. The roadmap to that would be that Toronto steals one or two in philly and then suddenly all of the news headlines and the spirit of the sixers are just like in a really bad place and then yep. toronto just capitalizes on it yeah i don't Which see them winning it in before. seven but i could see them like just throwing haymakers out the gate yeah i mean we, we've seen boo birds come out in philadelphia before it would not surprise me yeah and harden is famously they, yeah bad they the get playoffs. booed off the court game five they they lose four one or something like that <laughs> all right I so Something yeah. to think about, but so, that is a bold. That is, a, I don't know if Toronto can then beat a Milwaukee, a Miami. A, uh, they cannot. A, yeah, they cannot. Brooklyn, maybe. I don't know, but yeah, Do, I think Milwaukee, and Miami, and Boston. I should say are the big three. That's the winner of. I think the winner of the East will be the team that doesn't have to play mm-hmm. two of those series. Like if Milwaukee right. can avoid. Like if Boston plays Miami. But I don't think it shakes out that way because Milwaukee's third, right? Yes, correct. So it would be uh, uh, Miami's the one who avoids because they'll be like, okay, Boston, Milwaukee, you guys beat each other up. We'll be playing fucking Philadelphia or Toronto over here, mm-hmm. and then we'll play the winner of that. So, so you could you could do all that mental gymnastics, or you could just say, I think Brooklyn has Kyrie and Durant. That's good. <laughs> I, don't, I think I that's still good. Don't, I would be shocked if they beat Milwaukee. I don't think. Durant, because like Giannis almost cancels out Durant, which is something nobody else can say. And then mm-hmm. they also have all their other good players: Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, Brooke Lopez. Correct. They're great. Correct. Two through nine. Bruce Brooklyn Brown, like, Blake yeah. Griffin, Lamarcus Aldridge. <laughs> Who are like these? Are not Seth Curry. Capable. Seth, Seth Curry. Seth Curry is good. Seth Curry is good. Okay. Don't get me wrong. Again, I'm rooting for Brooklyn. I just don't see a path to all the way to the finals. And I definitely don't see them beating a great, great, great basketball team like the Phoenix Suns. So I think that's a good thing for Buckets listeners to track. Who was right on the Brooklyn Nets in these NBA playoffs? Time will tell. Yeah, um, and I think you could you you might be able to bet the, the Nets in the first round. So if they beat Cleveland just like instantly, they beat Cleveland by let's say 20 and then mm-hmm. they go on to play who is number two seed boston mm-hmm. who do you think's favored in that series probably boston i think you can yeah. make some solid money if you bet on the nets to beat the celtics 
in a series. All right. I'm going to pool my money together with Jesse, Marty, and you. And we're going to make some major, <laughs> major cash. These NBA well, we all We all owe Zeus $82, so I'm broke now. I have nothing left. Oh, yeah. What am I saying? Just tell Zeus to go double or nothing on the Brooklyn Nets getting out of getting to the Eastern Conference Finals. That's right. Or I can sell my Jason Tatum rookie card and put it all on Brooklyn. I'm <laughs> at cashing a massive out my Jason loss. Tatum stock. Yeah. I'm massive, at- <laughs> massive loss. <laughs> I'm going to spend all- the winnings on a Kyrie Irving card that nobody wants to touch. Um, how much more time you got for um, some tweet predictions? Because there's no shortage here. Let's go seven seven more minutes. Okay. Three more tweets. Keep me on the clock like I kept you on the clock with the Lakers, okay? Okay. Next one. Jorge's bad tweets says, my bold prediction, the Warriors make it to the finals and force game seven, but they're gassed. Then you hear glass shatter and the stone cold music starts playing and you see LeBron run on the court because wow. no one keeps LeBron out of the finals and he wants to play with Steph. Wow, he does want to play with Steph. That was a with, short film of a tweet. Would the refs allow that? Like, it's not up to them to stop it. But like, oh, at some no. point, somebody would have to say, like, no, LeBron can't play. Just because he got the jersey doesn't mean he's allowed to, like, actually get in the game. Well, I mean, if you've ever watched a WWE match, uh, at some point, the refs don't matter anymore. And the right. athletes kind of take control. So if the Stone Cold music plays, I have to assume that the ref gets hit with a chair. He's knocked out for a series of time, wakes up, and suddenly LeBron's there. So I could see this actually happening. Do they have, like, what's the, what's the protocol in place for that? Like, okay, it's game seven, LeBron comes out in a Warriors jersey. <laughs> Does the other team just have to be like, we're not playing? And then they have to, like, call, I think, call Adam Silver or something? Like, what I, would they do? If I'm the other team, I'd say, that's not fair, that's not fair. But then, eventually, I would just give up and just be like, well, I guess he's there now, so... Right. You don't want to seem like cowardly either. You don't want to be like, we can't beat this team because that sort of gives them a mental edge. Yeah. And then you know what Stephen A and Skip are going to say the next morning. Are they like really champions? They couldn't take on the Warriors with LeBron. So you kind of just have to take on whatever fight is presented to you. Yeah, because then if you win, it's like they couldn't even win with LeBron. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So that's why, yeah, this isn't exactly the bold and zesty buckets tweet of the week, but it is a fun kind of short film of a tweet. Yeah, we'll call it the sour cream and cheddar. Okay. Or film of the year. You still got a chip. You still got a chip. <laughs> here's a here's a pretty pretty easy one. The Bulls will catch the Bucks off guard and win the series. Wow. I don't think anybody thinks the Bulls are winning anything right now. Like their stock could not be lower. They're they were struggling even when they were great to beat good teams, and now they're struggling to beat any team. And now they're playing the Bucks. They have to be such such underdogs against i mean they it's just it's i feel like it's going to be a sweep right i feel like i should put my money where my mouth is on a bucks 4-0 are they winning a game against milwaukee how can one team be so of course lonzo's not playing but they are night and day they're probably the most night and day well maybe the pelicans too of how they started and how they finished how it started and how it's going that meme there you go so someone can take that meme and put in chicago because something is Something is broken here, and I'm not exactly sure what it is. Was it just unsustainable, the way that they were playing with, like, the five small? I guess Nicola was there, but you know what I mean? Like, that style yeah. of play, was that not sustainable, and defenses could figure it out? Or maybe it was, like, uh, they were getting all the bounces early on, so it was, like, they were perfectly healthy and winning games by one and two. Mm-hmm. And then they got unhealthy. Lonzo and Caruso were out for long stretches, and they were, like, barely winning games and then they started losing games and then Caruso came back and Lonzo didn't and it mm-hmm. was just all the games that they were winning by one and two because of a DeRozan insane buzzer beater like putting them on their backs that went away and they and started regressing towards the mean and now here we are 
there you go. Yeah, I think that's probably what it was. Time just kind of revealed. And they're another one of those teams, like you were saying, where it's like some for some teams, the season is just too long. That's right. right. They had a great first 30 games. Okay. Here is going to be a three-pack of tweets Whoa. real quick. All right, so okay. you can just say yes, no, or... I guess those are probably two choices. Or maybe so. (laughs) Correct. This is high school. Will you date me style? Circle one. Yes, no, maybe so. This comes from Sixers at Sixers Furcon. So you have to assume it's Korkmaz. First one, Amir. Clippers to the Western Conference final. Yes, no, maybe so. I'll give that a big old no. Okay. Denver over Golden State in the first round. Yes, no, maybe so. Maybe so. Because Steph hasn't played yet. The Warriors aren't very good without Steph. He's been out for weeks. Yep. Months. I don't know. I don't remember the last time Name I saw their center. basketball game. Name their center, Amir. Warriors? Yeah. Kevon Looney. Oh, dear. Yeah. Who do you got in the Kevon Looney Jokic one on one? Looney is out in give, four minutes with three fouls. I got to tip my cap. I got to go to the Joker on this one, right? Okay. Because he's averaging 35, 15, and 10. Yeah. He's and pretty lo- good. Yeah. Okay, that's a maybe so. Denver over Golden State. Maybe so maybe in the last so. one. Um, and the fire take of it all. Brooklyn does not make it out of the play-in. Yes, no, maybe so. That's a big old maybe so as well. Okay. That's, that's I will say, I think I read a stat that the the Nets are like 1-21 in 21 against the spread in their mm-hmm. last 22 home games where they were favored. So, for example, first play-in, they're favored by 8.5 against Cleveland. Yes, those numbers are probably inflated. They, If they win, they will probably win by less than eight. I okay. think they, people just assume that they will blow teams out, and that hasn't happened very much this year. That makes sense. And because they just don't have the defenders. They don't have the defenders, and they don't have the depth. Like, they need Kevin Durant to play 48 minutes of mm-hmm. high-level basketball, and that'll mm-hmm. give them 40 points. And mm-hmm. then they still have another 80 points to make up. Mm-hmm. So Kyrie sometimes also scores 40, and they win. And sometimes Kyrie struggles, and then it's down to, like, Kessler Edwards and <laughs> Patty Mills. <laughs> Wasn't Kessler Edwards, well. like, a queer eye for the straight guy? Like, how <laughs> does that, that name <laughs> doesn't... It's, a, it's the Lakers thing. They're, like, plucking any player out. Like, give me someone who's young and athletic and just get rebounds and pass it to our best players. Anybody, if, please. Right. And if our fan bases are loud enough, we can convince everybody that this was a steal. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. And if they're, like, Stanley Johnson, hey, look at that. He's, mm-hmm. he's really, really good because he can actually defend and he's six foot seven. How, how are we doing on the clock right now, Amir? We have room for one more? One last one. Let's do this. Bold this come, and zesty. This comes from the Rabbi Ryan. Okay, I like it. It's a two-parter. Let's go yes, no, maybe so. Okay. The Lucas Jalen Brunson-led Mavs make the NBA Finals. That's a no for me, dog. But slightly less bold is the Luka led Dallas Mavericks making the NBA Finals. Mm. There's, a, there's a theory, there's an idea that Luka is so good that he can, like Jokic, just fucking drag a team. Dirk. That wouldn't be very good without them. To Dirk. the finals. That's right. Dirk did that. And there's precedent. so far, Luka's run into the Clippers buzzsaw every year. He's not playing the Clippers this year. But he's not he playing would, at all right now, this year. So he could. He, he will probably, if healthy, Win his first playoff series, and who's to say? Maybe he can do it two more times. Got it. The localist Jalen Brudson, though, led Mavs make the NBA Finals is a no for Amir. That's a no for me, dog. So this this is the last one we're going to do. Yes, no, maybe so. It feels like the right place to end it for you playing this game, Amir Blumenfeld. Ready? Okay. Ready. Austin Reeves will crack the top 10 in MVP votes. 
Yes, no, maybe so. So, in his last game, he became the fourth rookie ever to have a 35-point triple-double. Correct. It was him, Wilt, Elgin Baylor, Jerry West, something like that. Unfortunately, I think many votes were already cast. Mm. People's decisions were already made. Mm. So, I don't know if Reeves could sneak in there. Do you think that he was... I assume that there was probably like the top 20 assumed players in the NBA... Their names were printed with a checkbox next to it. And there might have been one line that said other. Do you think that he was one of the 20 going into that printed form for MVP votes? Austin Reeves. Or is he a write-in candidate exclusively? I think he's got to go write-in. I'm Mm. hoping he makes second team all-rookie, but even that's a stretch. Okay. He he peaked a little bit too late in the season. Is there any precedent for someone who didn't make second team all-rookie to win MVP in their rookie year? Wow. If you, because second team all rookie means you're a top 10 rookie. So if you miss that, but still win NBA MVP, the best player in the league, undoubtedly. Same year. Same, same year. year. Yeah, same season. Is there any precedent that I was that has say, occurred? Maybe Jokic is, didn't win second. Was, was he Jokic all rookie in 2015 and then won MVP? Maybe twice? But nah. for it to happen in the same <laughs> year, it's tough. I don't know. I don't. Okay. I don't see a world. I maybe don't see so. A world where he could pull that off. I would give that a, a maybe so leaning towards no. Okay. I think we could both agree on that. Yeah. Uh, now I want to see if Jokic was good enough as a rookie to win. Oh yeah, he was all rookie first team Shout and the out. MVP. And eventually, yeah. yes, the most valuable player. Not the same season. Uh, those were some hot takes. I'm glad you tweeted that. Yeah, it was one of those things where I tweeted it and I was like, please don't let this flop. Because there's really some well. times where the algorithm just doesn't want people to answer. So this was on Nick Jokic's uh, all-rookie team in his first season. Mm-hmm. Just so you know how things can go sometimes. Okay. It was Jokic, classic. Cat, um, of course. Sure. Devin Booker. Wow. Studs. Jeez. Absolute studs. Yeah. Porzingis. Wow. Okay. Sure. Solid. Didn't know that. Yeah. And lastly... And I would have bet a lot of money that this didn't happen. <laughs> All NBA rookie first team, Jaleel Okafor. How and why? I guess he was good as a rookie. Oh, and then what happened? Honestly. I, don't, I guess the NBA passed him by. I guess so, huh? You know, sometimes if all you could do is shoot an eight-footer and not much else. He had footwork. He had had low-block footwork, and he got passed by. He got passed by, and he was, I mean, one of the best college basketball players of that year. Um, Was almost going to be a number one pick. Was he a number one pick? That's a very tall all-rookie team, in retrospect. (laughs) (laughs) That is four Goliaths and Booker. Yeah, he was third overall in the 2015 NBA draft. Yeah, that's right. And then Porzingis came right after him. (laughs) No blemishes on either of their records. (laughs) Phil Jackson might not have been right about everything, but he was right about Porzingis over instead of Okafor. And he will be the future head coach of your Los Angeles Lakers. Way to bring it back. Thank you. Thank you. Good night, folks. Thank you. Good night. Good work. And thank you guys for tweeting. Yeah. Uh, Hope to come back more often in the playoffs. Rumblings, murmurs of live shows, live streams, live audio rooms. So we're hoping to get that squared away so we can chat more about b-ball as it happens that's right amir that is right 
Uh, but you guys will be the first to know, especially if you follow Billy on social media. What are your handles? It's all at Billy Scafuri. So just my name with an at in front of it. That's good branding right there. Mm-hmm. You don't nice have to like say, I don't like the, oh, on Instagram, I'm this, I'm Twitter, I'm that. Mess. Which is what I am. I'm Jeff Boyardee. Get out of here with nonsense like that. What does he think? Like, what, what is that? You expect me to write that in? It's a That's waste like of a time. Habit. It's a waste of time waste to of get breath. in that man's head. Yeah. <laughs> waste of time to make sense of that man. Uh, okay. Thanks to you guys for listening. Enjoy the play-in tournament. Go Nets. Go Wolves. And go Knicks. Go Hawks, go Pelicans, go Knicks, and go Lakers. Those are our predictions. Yeah. Enjoy the NBA playoffs. We'll be around. See you guys soon. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.